And welcome back, Creatures of the Night, to episode 26 of the Collecting Dead Man podcast. I am your host, as always, Stephen Zeman, and I welcome you back for another week of talking everything Undertaker, matches, memories, and more. And as we do each and every week, just a little bit of self-promotion for the podcast. Please follow me on Instagram at Collecting Dead Man, on Twitter at Collect Up Dead, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. That's where you'll find all of my watch-alongs that I have with all the special guests. Uh, that's where you'll find my toy hunts, my mail unboxings, and everything else that I can think of. You'll find it on my YouTube channel. Um, please be sure to leave me a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform. I am available anywhere and everywhere that you can think of, from Apple to Spotify to Google and plenty more. So if you can please leave a five-star review and please spread the word. You know, creatures of the night are spread all around the globe and I'm sure that uh, they would love to know that there's an Undertaker podcast dedicated to his merchandise, his matches, and everything else that I could think of to fill in the time each and every week. Uh, this past week, a new watch-along was uploaded to uh, YouTube and also for your listening pleasure on the regular podcast uh, feed. And that's when I invited my good friend from Instagram, Canaanite10, my brother of destruction in Canada, for a, um, a watch-along of the very first encounter between Undertaker and Kane at WrestleMania 14. And we did this to really, we planned this around the time that the Ultimate Edition uh, photos were released, you know, to coincide with the uh, pre-orders that are going on at ringside, the uh, Ultimate Edition hype all around Undertaker and Kane. You know, it's basically WrestleMania 14, Undertaker and Kane in elite form, uh, Ultimate Edition form, I mean. So we thought watching WrestleMania 14 back would have been a great way to like cap off all this Ultimate Edition uh, frenzy. And that's where we discussed, you know, our recent pickups, our collections, uh, our memories of the match. Um, Canaanite 10's first memories of the match are very interesting, you know, downloading it on the internet. It's one of his first Kane matches he saw to make him a Kane fan. And um, just everything else in between, you know, we get off topic as we do always in our watch alongs. But uh, it's a good listening, it's good uh, uh, stuff to listen to. I uh, always love having Canaanite 10 on the, on the show. Uh, you will know that he did not uh, reveal his identity to us uh, on the Zoom uh, video as we were watching because he is a uh, independent wrestler in Canada so he is keeping his identity private doesn't want to reveal to the wrestling world that he is a uh, cane collector but um, he is always a great uh, interview and he's also a great person to talk to and uh, just an all-around good guy so if you are in, on Instagram not only follow me at Collecting Dead Man, but please follow Canaanite 10 as well. He posts photos all the time about his cane collection, and he's just a really great guy to talk to. Uh, but other than that, self promotion, you know the drill, you know, subscribe to the podcast, 
leave me a five-star review follow me on Twitter and Instagram uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel you know you know all the drill for the self-promotion so let's jump right into episode 26 and get started with Tales from the Grave Tales from the Grave Now every week in Tales from the Grave that's where I talk about my favorite Undertaker memory and usually everything else related to that memory you know figure history uh, figure hunting memory anything you know going on around this time that coincides with what I'm talking about this week that's usually what we talk about Tales from the Grave and then we cap it off with any Undertaker news any action figure news and of course any Undertaker action figure news so um, this week in Tales from the Grave the Undertaker memory that I wanted to discuss is actually kind of poignant to the Undertaker news that I'll be talking about later on in the segment but the Undertaker memory is actually watching him on Poltergeist the Legacy that's when Undertaker guest starred in the episode The Brothers Keeper uh, now this is aside from Suburban Commando which was a movie in 1990-1991 which I had not seen at this time because uh, this is 1999 this is you know heyday of when I was just getting into the wrestling a huge fan of Undertaker already for maybe about six and a half months and but so I didn't really know about if he had done anything else beforehand in Hollywood or movies or TV shows but this is the heyday of Undertaker you know doing things on TV he appeared on Celebrity Deathmatch he appeared on a show called Downtown which was a cartoon show on MTV and that episode I vividly remember he like appears at a, a Comic-Con um, I think it was almost like promoting that comic book series that they had going on at the same time so I think they had like artwork of the comic book in the actual episode and he was like fighting crime with uh, one of the main characters I vividly remember that episode so well just like I vividly remember the Celebrity Deathmatch episode as the Halloween special where he fights Nick Diamond's possessed son and of course his appearance here in Poltergeist the Legacy this all takes place in 1999 uh, just within a few months of each other each one I think Downtown is first then Poltergeist the Legacy and then Celebrity Deathmatch is last uh, Considering you know Celebrity Deathmatch is the Halloween episode, so it's later on in the year. Um, but yeah, it's just like I remember w watching the promo for this during a Monday Night Raw. They promoted it, you know, a few weeks before he was actually going to be facing Stone Cold at uh, Over the Edge, because I think this premiered. Uh, I looked it up. I think it premiered in June of 1999. So it's like they're getting, they're telling you, you know, a couple weeks he's gonna be on the Poltergeist show, you know, get, you know, have viewers be prepared, you know, to go um, make time out of their schedules, TV schedules, to you know, flip over, watch the episode if you want to see the Undertaker on there. So I really couldn't wait to watch this because it was Undertaker in a different element. It was Undertaker, um, you know. 
as you if you ever seen the episode, it has elements of the Undertaker character, but you know it's different. It's not wrestling. Uh, he's on a you know a TV show. It's Hollywood TV show, so it's a different sort of medium here. The only problem is I had to now convince my parents to help me watch this horror themed show, you know, which you know. They let me do it only because they watched it with me. So if anything got too gruesome or gory, you know, they would shut it off. Um, really, it wasn't anything worse than what WWF was putting out at the time. You know, there was, you know, action scenes and blood. And, you know, there's nothing out of the ordinary what WWF was already putting out. It's not like I was watching Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the 13th at six years old. You know, it's like, you know, a Hollywood version of, you know, the Poltergeist movie. But, you know, they made it, you know, not too horror gruesome as always. Especially not this episode. Um, but this is the only episode of that TV series I ever watched. But I heard the TV series was good. And this episode is amazing. I make it a point to at least watch this episode once a year. That's available on Daily Motion. If you look up Undertaker, Poltergeist Legacy, you know, Poltergeist Legacy Brothers Keeper, it's easily found on Daily Motion. And it's just so exciting. From start to finish, you know, Undertaker's right at the beginning trying to claim uh, a soul, and the guy gets away from him, and he gets all the main character involved, and it's just so fun and exciting. And Undertaker is just a natural fit in this role. I love him as the Soul Chaser. I wish he would have done more things like this. But as we heard in an interview just recently, Undertaker turned down a lot of Hollywood roles because he wanted to protect that character. He didn't want to go into Hollywood, you know, make a career out of playing different roles and different characters. But at the end of the day, come back to WWE and play this totally different character. He felt it took away from his, you know, it took away from the Undertaker's persona, his mystique. So he turned down a lot of Hollywood roles just to keep up with the character's presence on television. Which is commendable. But I wish, he, you know, it's so nice to see him out of the element and doing these things because I enjoy this episode to death. And I love it so much. And when Mattel unveiled that they were doing the Hollywood line for the small screen and the big screen, I was like, okay, you know, they're doing, they can do wrestlers that appeared on TV shows. Now's the perfect time. You know, they can give us this, you know, really rare uh, thing. A lot of people may not know a uh, role of The Undertaker as the Soul Chaser. Um, unfortunately, they didn't. Um, unfortunately, the only thing they did of wrestlers on the TV was Andre the Giant as Bigfoot on the uh, $6 million man TV show that was like back in like the 70s or 80s, which is kind of a stretch because the figure, you know, you wouldn't know it's Andre the Giant. It's just, you know, Bigfoot. So if you're like, you know, passing by in the toy aisle and you're looking at the series, you know, People wouldn't know that's Andre the Giant, uh, even if they have the name on the package. 
but having the undertaker as the soul chaser you know he was in his traditional almost like all black leather undertaker outfit he had his tattoos visible he had eye makeup on and it would have been a perfect addition to this mattel line even if you know they would have done like the suburban commando undertaker with hogan you know that had been fun too but i think the soul chaser was a missed opportunity on mattel's part to be added into this line because it would have had people you know scrambling to try and watch that episode because a lot of people may not know he was actually on a tv show and to have that in figure form i think would be so amazing hopefully down the line if mattel ever revisits the hollywood line um maybe if this line does really good in stores and pre-orders they may think of maybe doing a series three and four because they said they're only doing two series right now you know maybe if it does well the poltergeist undertaker is definitely something i would want them to push for and we'll see where it goes i hopefully they do it but um again it's just a great memory i have of undertaker in hollywood uh celebrity death match downtown but poltergeist the legacy takes the cake for my favorite role of the undertaker it is fun, it is exciting, and definitely check out the episode if you have never watched it or if you haven't watched it in a while. It's a, a very well done episode and it just goes to show how fun Undertaker is as a character. Because uh, you take him out of the wrestling realm and stick him in the Hollywood realm and he fits right in. He fits perfectly, you can make, he. I think he would have been great in Supernatural the show that was on CW. I think he would have been a great character in an episode of Supernatural. They could have done so many episodes around him as a character. They could have even wrote episodes um, for the Undertaker character itself because he's so supernatural as a whole. It would have fit right into that series uh, story arcs. But such is life and um, we didn't and you know no figure history or figure hunting memory to coincide with this since it's just you know um, a memory of watching Undertaker on a TV show so those two are collapsible you know the figure history I would hopefully one day love to see a Mattel figure but uh, as of right now nothing that coincide with it uh, but we get to our Undertaker news of Tales from the Grave. And that's why I picked his stuff in Hollywood. That's why I picked Poltergeist the Legacy. Because on October 5th, there will be an interactive movie premiering on Netflix titled Escape the Undertaker. Where the New Day has been invited to the Undertaker's mansion. But little do they know, it is a haunted mansion full of interactive puzzles, games, and booby traps that they must um, find themselves out of or find themselves to uh, solve puzzles in order to come face-to-face with The Undertaker. And it's up to the audience to decide their fate. And... I cannot be more excited for something in the wrestling world right now than this. This sounds incredibly awesome. 
It sounds like such a fun idea. And it is, you know, it just goes to show how much of a horror icon The Undertaker is. Um, Undertaker, of course, had his own um, uh, Halloween Horror Nights. Um, Halloween, I don't know what they call it over there. It's like a, uh, a Halloween room uh, in Universal back in 2000. And it just, you know, they don't give those Halloween rooms and Halloween um, mazes to anybody. You know, they give, you know, they have Beetlejuice ones, they have uh, Universal Monster ones, horror movies, but they had Undertaker back in 2000. And it just goes to show how much of a horror icon he is. Netflix is doing a movie. Uh, with him this interactive movie I cannot be more excited for it I want to see you know um, I don't know if it's going to be something like because they have like different endings because uh, you would imagine that this is already filmed since they have like still photos that they already released um, which I posted on my Instagram if anybody listening would like to check that out so I would think it's probably something that like, they probably filmed multiple endings to to see how people interact with it um, uh, when it premieres. So that's going to be really fun. That's going to be fun to watch. And of course, I will be talking all about it once it premieres. I may even have a bonus episode talking all about the Escape Undertaker movie. And uh, it just sounds fun. I can just, you know, they have still photos of The Undertaker at, at a computer desk. Watching them do go through the puzzles and the traps and everything like that. Um, as soon as I saw that photo and somebody made the connection also on Twitter, I got Riddler vibes from the Batman Arkham video games. You know, you have Riddler in front of all these TV monitors watching Batman's every move trying to solve his Riddler puzzles and gain the trophies and everything like that. That's exactly the kind of vibes I got from that photo. Undertaker's there watching and surveying over what the New Day is doing in the, in the uh, mansion. So it's really fun to see and I really, I really just can't wait until to see what they go with this. But, um... Until more information is known, that's all I have for uh, Undertaker news. Uh, and that wraps up Tales from the Grave. But uh, now we go on to Digging Up Dead Man, where I talk about my weekly purchases. Welcome to Weekly Purchases. Well, this week in weekly purchases is basically a extension of last week's weekly purchases. Because if you remember, I got a huge box from Blade underscore 517 on Instagram. Um, that was just too much stuff to fit into one box, so we separated into two shipments. And I got the first box last Thursday, just in time for the podcast to be recorded. And of course, the second box showed up the following day on Friday. And that's what I'll be talking about this week. Because uh, this week in weekly purchases um, from Blade underscore 517, I received so many things that I uh, marked off my checklist for such a great price and great shipping. And can't say enough good things about him like I did last week. 
I got the Rolling Rebels Undertaker on the motorcycle. Um, if you know the Rolling Rebels series, it was just Undertaker and Hogan. Um, this is, you know, it's hard to come by. Uh, and it was a great box and everything, so I'm great to add this to the collection. I also got the uh, Phenom Grapple Gear Belt, which, uh, again, these, these belts, for some reason, it is another hard thing to find. For some reason, you know, they only made Austin Rock and Undertaker. Um, I think I remember having this as a kid, actually. But I love the SmackDown packaging. You know, I love the old school 1999-2000 SmackDown blue packaging for the Jax figures. And for this grapple gear belt, it's just, it makes the belt pop even more than it already does. So glad to add those two things. I also got the um, Ringside Rivals Undertaker and Kurt Angle 2-pack. If you remember, I talked about that maybe a couple months ago when I talked about all about Undertaker's Kurt and Kurt Angle's rivalry uh, at Fully Loaded. And this was the action figure set that I paired with that match. Um, great to add that to my collection. I got the Rip Rider motorcycle. Um, I got an Undertaker uh, sippy cup for that's, you know, like a stylized figurine with the uh, straw coming out of his head. That's almost like that Undertaker coin bank. But I got the sippy cup. I got a couple of Backlash figures, uh, a DTA Tour Series 2, Bone Cruncher, um, Double Slam, Undertaker and Vince McMahon 2-pack. And also the Bone Crunching Buddies, the uh, red box. You know, a couple weeks ago I picked up the purple box from Murphy Bros Collectibles on Instagram. Well, this time, because uh, thanks to Blade, I got the red box, the Undertaker with the tattoos. So now I'm only missing the rare blue box version. Hopefully I can find that one so I can complete the Bone Crunching Buddies set. Uh, but right now I'm glad to have a no tattoos version of it and the tattoos version of it. So that's great to have in my collection. And that is it. That finishes up both boxes from Blade. Um, if you ever think you need some kind of classic Jax products, uh, definitely hit up Blade underscore 517 Instagram. His name's Alan. He's awesome to deal with, and um, can't say enough good things about him. Definitely going to be hitting him up again, see if there's any more things that he has or have found, and uh, if definitely going to uh, Matt Cardona bought from him just a few days ago. He put him over on, his, on the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. You know he's a great guy to deal with. So, Blade, again, thank you so much for the great Undertaker products. I can't wait to buy from you again. Uh, but that is it for weekly purchases. That was enough for weekly purchases. Uh, let us go to Taker's Mark, where we continue our Taker to Extreme. Of course, as we march towards Extreme Rules 
you know, the next big pay-per-view from WWE. I'm doing my countdown of my top four extreme matches from The Undertaker. Hence, Taker to the Extreme. Now, last week we talked about SmackDown Extreme, the first blood match between the Brothers of Destruction, Undertaker and Kane, versus Rikishi and Haku. And what a hard-hitting match that was. The fans were into it. Like I said, American Badass Undertaker, he was over like Rover. They loved that they loved that persona. They loved this type of, you know, hardcore matches. And you know, as Undertaker said the week prior, you know, seeing his own blood it turns him on. And, you know, un- good thing for us Undertaker fans, he didn't bleed. Um he won. Him and Kane won the match. So maybe seeing somebody else's blood turns him on as well. Uh, I guess that's just a question to ask him if you ever meet the man himself. But we go to number three on the countdown list. We go to the Extreme Rules match that happened on November 14th, 2008 on SmackDown, emanating from the United Kingdom, The Undertaker versus Jeff Hardy. Now this acts almost like a callback to the ladder match that happened on Monday Night Raw back in 2002, uh, but with a few differences. Instead of a ladder match per se, it's an extreme rules match. A ladder is used in the closing moments of the match. Um, Big Show interferes, you know, this is all part of that Undertaker-Big Show rivalry. You know, Big Show defeats Undertaker at No Mercy. Undertaker defeats Big Show at Cyber Sunday. So now Survivor Series. It's a week away. Uh, it's a casket match. It's the rubber match. Which one's going to prevail? Of course, we know Undertaker defeats Big Show in the casket match at Survivor Series. Undertaker puts to rest his rivalry with Big Show at least for another year until he has to face him and Chris Jericho in a triple threat match for the World Heavyweight Championship at the next year's Survivor Series. But for a year, Big Show is out of The Undertaker's hair, per se. But before Undertaker can have Big Show rest in peace, he's got to get through Jeff Hardy in the Extreme Rules match. And of course, Big Show makes his presence known. He gives Undertaker a choke slam. Uh, but before he could do any more damage, you know, Jeff Hardy, you know, takes Big Show out of the match. Undertaker recovers, hits Big Show with a steel chair, and then we're back at it. Uh, Jeff Hardy and Undertaker, they work so well together. They mix amazingly. Again, Undertaker with smaller opponents is magic for him. Uh, he lets Jeff Hardy get in so much offense. He makes Jeff look like a million bucks. You know, uh, Jeff hits Undertaker with candlesticks, steel chairs, ladders, uh, everything you can think of. They go at it, they, you know, move to the outside of the ring, they use the barriers to their disposal, and Undertaker gets put away with a flying leg drop from Jeff Hardy off the uh, ladder. And so it's like a twist of fate, you may say that Jeff Hardy gets his win over The Undertaker. Uh, As Undertaker uh, beat Jeff Hardy in the ladder match in 2002, Undertaker gives this win to Jeff Hardy. Uh, When they meet again today, um, 
in 2008. So six years later, um, Jeff Hardy gets the win, gets the victory over The Undertaker. And it's just a fun match. I rewatched it again before recording the podcast episode just to refresh my memory on it. And it was fun. It's a fun, underrated SmackDown match. Um, like a lot of things are. You'd be surprised how many SmackDown or Raw matches The Undertaker has had that are just fun, underrated, and, you know, just are just overlooked. Because, like I said last week, uh, when we also talked about a SmackDown um, match, that, you know, people like to think of Undertaker's pay-per-view matches, especially WrestleMania. And a lot of a lot of great matches and a lot of fun matches get overlooked. That's why you know for the first two uh, matches in this list, I really wanted to find extreme hardcore matches on SmackDown or Raw. Uh, of course, I was tempted to to harken back to that ladder match with Jeff Hardy. I did not because I talked all about that about a month ago uh, when they had the anniversary of the match. So. I don't like to put in matches that I've already talked about in the same segment. So that's why I wanted to focus more on other matches. And of course, Jeff Hardy made his way into the list again. Uh, I'm glad that him and Undertaker found multiple times to square off against each other. Uh, Because Jeff Hardy, you know, he's one of my favorite wrestlers. You know, who doesn't love Jeff Hardy? He's, you know, he's always the Hardy you love more. And uh, you could tell Undertaker uh, means so much to Jeff Hardy and Jeff Hardy's career. And Jeff Hardy means a lot to The Undertaker. You know, he was involved in his final uh, farewell in Survivor Series. And Undertaker has said so many good things for Jeff Hardy over the years and vice versa. So it's fun to see, you know, not only... Uh, that they get along together so well in the ring, but out of the ring as well. And a little spoiler for the next two matches on the list. They both are pay-per-view matches, and they both happen at Extreme Rules pay-per-views. So a little spoiler, you can probably guess what the next two are. I will not give away what the next two are, but it's... It's pretty self-explanatory what they are. And um, so that is Taker to the Extreme for this week. Uh, Undertaker versus Jeff Hardy. It is available on Peacock and on the network for my international listeners. Uh, November 14th, 2008. Smackdown from the United Kingdom. The Extreme Rules match. Definitely take a look at it. Refresh your memory on this match. It is super fun. The crowd, again, is super into it. Because who wouldn't be? Who wouldn't be into an Undertaker and Jeff Hardy match? It's basically magic. And now we end the episode, as we do each and every episode, with Buried Alive. One of my favorite segments in the entire podcast show. And why do I like Buried Alive so much? Well, that's when we just talk about a weird or what the F piece of merchandise for The Undertaker. We talk about why it's terrible. 
we, you know, drag the hell out of it, we bury it alive, throw it to the ash heap of merchandise history, and then I talk about why it's probably in my collection already. Um, so that's why I just like, you know, I like going through to see, you know, what kind of weird merchandise is actually out there for The Undertaker. And when I was browsing Wrestling Figure Database, trying to keep up to date with my checklist, I noticed something, you know, uh, that's so weird, but I forgot how weird it was that I already have in my collection. Um, I have the Back Talking Crushers. And what's so weird about this is every figure in this set, Big Show, Undertaker, Stone Cold, and The Rock, have the same exact body type. They are all the same height, and besides the wrestling gear that they are wearing, they have the same exact pose, and it's just so weird. Undertaker has no tattoos, he has no gloves, he has no elbow pads, um, he has an, an interesting face scan that besides the long hair and the goatee, the face itself doesn't really look like The Undertaker. Um, and his outfit looks to be more of a, uh, a mashup of outfits. It's like a mashup of his like WrestleMania 15 outfit that has the cuts in the chest where you can see his bare chest. But also his logos are red. So it's almost like a mix of what he would wear later on in the year with the Undertaker logo with the red outlines and, and uh, different color outlines like that. But they gave him like a different colorized version of his WrestleMania 15 outfit. And yeah, it's just the same exact height on all four wrestlers, same exact pose, same exact everything besides the wrestling gear and uh, the head scans basically and the voices. So that's why it's like, uh, I have it in my collection, of course I would. Um, of course, this is pre-real scan, pre, you know, when Jax really takes it to another level with the real scan technology. There's also two versions of this. There's one on a card, and there's one that comes in a bag that was available at Toy Fair 2000. Now, the Toy Fair 2000 one is the one that I am missing from my collection, uh, but I do have the one that is in the box version. Uh, it's the same exact figure. And it just, it's just bad. It's just a bad concept, especially if the voice goes out. Um, I know for a fact on the back there's like a battery pack and it's like those button cell batteries, if I remember correctly, that you have to get to replace it. But if you don't want to go through the trouble of replacing batteries and the voice dies, it's really a bad concept for an action figure. I don't like talking action figures, especially when there's batteries involved, because you know, when you have when people are rebuying this like 10, 20 years later, you know the voice box doesn't work anymore. It's gonna be a stretch to find one that works. So it's just like a figure that's supposed to be um, having this special kind of action to it, then the action doesn't work anymore. It kind of takes away from the whole presentation of the figure, which is not good, and which is another thing that adds to it being buried alive. 
the idea that the batteries could clunk out and if you're a mint on card collector like myself you really don't want to open it and change the batteries and everything so now you're gonna have a non-working figure that's supposed to be working so it takes away from the presentation itself so I'm sorry back talking crushers and that goes for all these talking undertaker things back talking crushers and the uh, the back talking slammers I think they're called they are all to the ash heap of Undertaker merchandise dragged to hell and buried alive. And that, my friends, concludes episode 26 of the Collecting Dead Man podcast. Thank you so much for joining me here again on this week of Talking Undertaker merchandise, memories, and more. I hope that you enjoy what I am putting out there each and every week. And if you are enjoying it, please subscribe to this podcast. Please leave me a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform. And please follow me on Instagram at CollectingDeadMan and on Twitter at CollectUpDead. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and just keep following along. And uh, I hope that uh, until next time, Creatures of the Night, keep on rolling, baby. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of Collecting Dead Man. Please continue to subscribe and leave us a five-star review where you can. Follow me on Twitter at CollectUpDead and on Instagram at CollectingDeadMan. Check out my Linktree page so you can find the links to all my merchandise stores, where you can find wherever this podcast is available, and where you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. Hit the like button and subscribe there as well. Please continue to support this podcast in any way you can. And until next week, Creatures of the Night, keep on rolling.